Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Rick and I'm the youth pastor at Roxborough Church. And I would love to welcome you to our United service. Also, if you are tuned in online, you can check in with Pastor Danny. Uh, just type in the, uh, in the comment section, say what's up, let them know that you're in with us. And yeah, thank you for joining. Uh, I'm just going to pray us in. Father, uh, I thank you for who you are, Lord, and I pray that uh, today's message would impact our hearts, Father. I pray that it would take root deep within our hearts, Lord, that um, we would just be able to, uh, to acknowledge what you have done in our lives, Father. So I thank you, God, for all that you're doing in the midst, and I pray that uh, we would just grow, Father, uh, by today's message. In Jesus' great and mighty name, amen. Friends, I, I don't know about you, but I've really been enjoying this time of worship and the opportunity we have to really uh, dive into the Word of God that's coming up. I know Pastor Charlie has been praying through and believing that God has given him a word to give to us today. But before we do that, I want to invite you right now to give great thought about how you might worship God with the things that God has already given you. You know, the reality is uh, a few weeks, a few months ago when we stopped meeting in person, uh, every one of our churches, all three of our churches together, recognized immediately the value that we could have. We could, we could put together a service that would be a blessing to everybody. But we also recognized one uphill battle that we were all going to face. And that was the reality of continued giving and support from the local church. I want to invite you right now, not because you have to, but as an act of worship to God and as a, and as a, as a symbol of saying, hey, I value what, uh, what we have been doing together as a local church. I want to invite you right now to make a decision for how you will give today. And then please, when this service is over, join me and my family in making a gift to the local church. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, the desire upon our heart is to worship you. Our want is to be before you and to honor you. And God, we value the local church and, and the ways in which the church has continued to shepherd and care for us during this time of crisis. God, I pray that all the gifts that come today, you would use for your kingdom purpose. God, I pray that your churches would be equipped. And Father, I pray that they would steward the resources really well. Father, may no church, and may no, no, none of our missionaries and none of the ministries that we support be in a place of struggle because we haven't been able to, to financially rally around what you're doing. So here it is, God. It's yours. Use it. Build your kingdom and draw us near, near to you and near to one another. Lord, we worship you. We prepare our hearts to receive your word and to make a gift to you as an offering. In Jesus' name, amen. What's going on, kids? This is Pastor Ricky once again for our Kids Challenge. So excited to be with you guys here again. And so excited to join our friends Carl and Cassie to continue our series, Epic. 
and how God helps us build epic faith no matter where we are at in life. And so let's join our friends now, gather around your television, and let's catch up with our friends Carl and Cassie. Hi there, little chicken nuggets. It's me. Wait, what was my name again? Hold on. <laughs> Hi there, little chicken nuggets. My name is Car Carter. Okay, son. Why can't I remember my name? Welcome to Grow TV. Introducing your host, Carl, and your co-host. Cassie, where we learn, where we grow, and we talk about Jesus. Once again, welcome to Grow TV. Hi there, my name is Carl. I don't know how I forgot that. It's literally my name. It's been my name my whole life. Like for the past 80, 20, 20 27 years. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. So let's begin the day with, um, um, let's begin the day with, uh, grabbing this bag of feathers. I have grabbed a bag of feathers. What are we going to do with this bag of feathers? We're going to make a bird, because that makes sense. <laughs> hey, Carl. Ah! Who are you? Take my money. Take my feathers. Carl. Just please don't hurt me. Carl, it's me, Cassie. Oh, Cassie, I've been a really weird day so far. What do you mean? Well, it's weird because I've been, I've been. You've been what? Forgetting things. I've been forgetting things all day. Like my name, my age, what I'm doing. That's not good. You're telling me. I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> You're telling me. Telling you what? You said you felt like you were going crazy. When? Just now. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Wait, do you not remember? Remember what? 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 Okay, this is getting out of control. Man, you're telling me. All right, well, did you get a good sleep last night? No, I always forget to go to bed on time. Well, there you go. What do you mean? Well, I'm no doctor, but if you're super tired, then your brain is gonna be working slower because you need rest. I guess that's true. How about we do a couple exercises to test my memory? Well, whatever you think will help. What's this? Elephant. Apple pie. Banana. That's a gorilla. Apricot. Ostrich. Wildebeest. Spaghetti. Stingray. Pineapple. Labradoodle. There's literally nothing on there. Oh, what's the use? I'm done for. My brain's just a pile of mush. I can't even remember that fruit that's shaped like this and it's orange. You mean an orange? Yes. <laughs> it's okay, Carl. I think you just need some sleep. I don't know. I've forgotten everything that's important. That's not true. Oh yeah? Why not? Do you remember what God has done for you? Well, sure. Okay, like what? Well, God gave us Jesus. God forgave me for all my sins. God performed so many miracles that are all inside the Bible. Look at that. You do remember the important stuff. <laughs> I guess you're right. And Carl, you know your favorite Bible you carry around? Sure do. My favorite Bible. I carry it around with me everywhere. I try to read it every day. And do you ever think you could forget your Bible somewhere without noticing? No way. Why not? Because I carry it with me everywhere I go. It's like a part of me. You're exactly right. It's just like the Israelites in the Old Testament. How do you mean? 
Well, when the people of Israel were crossing the Jordan, they took the Ark of the Covenant to the river. And as soon as they touched the water, the water stopped flowing. This allowed for all the people to cross without being taken away by the water. Wow, that's awesome. And after they crossed, they had 12 people go back to the river, grab 12 stones and bring them back to the camp so they could stack them up. Now, why would they do that? Well, just like the Bible you carry every day reminds you of God's love, they used those stones as a symbol and a reminder of all that God had done for them. So anytime they doubt or get discouraged, they would look at that stack of rocks and remember what God had done for them. You got it. It's <laughs> so cool. Well, now I don't feel as bad. Well, I may forget the names of fruits, even the names of animals, but I know I can remember what God has done for us. Whoa, that's her big idea. Big idea! Our big idea is I can remember what God has done for us. So on the count of three, let's all say it together. One, two, three. I can remember what God has done for us. <laughs> Good job, everyone. We remember to say that flawlessly. Well, thanks for tuning in. My name's Carl. And I'm Cassie. And we'll see you later. Thank you for watching and tune in next week for a new episode of Road TV. So I can relate to Carl. I tend to forget so many different things. Uh, just ask my wife, Christina. Uh, but God wants us to remember, and not just remember anything, but God wants us to remember the ways in which God has uh, helped us and the ways that God has uh, blessed us in so many different ways. And so in the story that Carl and Cassie were talking about, God was about to lead his people to the promised land. And he did that with this miraculous uh, moment where they cross over the Jordan River. God splits the river, but he tells them to take these 12 stones and build this sort of mountain to remember um, what God had done for them. And it wasn't for them just to remember. It was for their families and their families' families later. So whenever they visited that place, they would remember what God had done for them. And this is true in our lives, that when God does something awesome, it's not just for us, it's for our children, it's for people who will come after us that we will get to share and say, this is how God uh, blessed me, this is how God uh, showed me uh, goodness, this is how God came through for me. And so kids, what does that mean for you guys um, today? That means that whenever God does something amazing in your life, or even if you see God do something awesome, uh, write it down in a journal, um, on a post-it note, and, and start building these memories of what God has done in your life. Um, like I said, you could do anything to write it down, but the point is that you're writing down and you're remembering the moments that God has done really awesome stuff in your life. Um, and then you'll end up being able to tell your friends later or your family uh, later and say, listen, I know that God is good. I know that God uh, loves me. I know that God helps me because he's done these things before. And so this week, look at opportunities that God has come through for you, write them down, and share them with your family and friends. And so that's all the time we have for today. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and I will see you next Sunday. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this time to be together. God, thank you for the ways that you have blessed us, that you have shown us um, uh, your power, uh, your goodness, your love to us, God. 
Help us to remember those things, God, um, and help us to write them down or find some way to remember them, God, so that we can share them with uh, friends, family, and those uh, who we will meet later um, so that we can point them to Jesus. God, we love you. We thank you so much. And God, we pray for this morning's sermon. We pray that it would bless um, everyone who's watching and listening um, and encourage them to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with me. I love you guys, and I will see you next Sunday. Take care. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be back with you. I'm Pastor Charlie from Wasikin Church. And before I get started into the Word of God, just want to share with you that I know that we're winding down our United Worship Service uh, with Watershed Church, Roxborough Church, and Wasikin Church. And I just want to tell you that it just warmed my heart to see three churches in the same community that joined together to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. It wasn't easy, but we put our heads together, we utilized our teams together, and we merged to become one in the body of Christ. And that's very important these days, is to see a united front for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it was the joy and the pleasure of working alongside of these few people. Uh, Rick, Ricky, Christina, Chrissy, Pastor Eric from Watershed, Pastor Ray from Roxborough, Mike, Darnell, Al, Rob, Scott, Emily, Mariella, Jeff, Olivia, Ella, we really, oh, and BJ, he set in for, um, for a session, and, and, and this, it's just, it's just a joy to see that you gave up your time to come and help us, and to worship with us, and I'm telling you, although I am looking forward to getting back to corporate worship, I, I, I enjoy our time of fellowship together. But now let me just give you some more news. On July the 12th, Roxborough Church will be reopening for corporate worship. I am so excited about that. I pray that you are excited about that. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Some of you I haven't seen in a long time. But it seems like it was forever. But now that it's coming close, I'm looking forward to our corporate worship together on that special day, July the 12th. Some say the day is just a special anointed holiday. I don't know, maybe it's because it's my birthday, but we are all gonna get together and we're gonna worship together and we're gonna celebrate together in the name of Jesus that he be lifted up. Amen, amen. And so I look forward to that. So let's go into the word of God. I'm gonna come out of Romans chapter 10, verse nine through 15. And it reads, if you declare with your mouth, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew nor Gentile. 
The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who calls on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they were sent? For as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who brings the good news. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask that you would add a blessing upon it. We ask that you would touch the hearts and the ears of the hearers and the minds of the hearers. And Father, we ask that you would bring forth your word and let it not return to you empty nor void, but do that which you have sent it out to do in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would use me, speak through me and to me. You say it, I shall repeat it in the name of Jesus Christ and hide me behind your cross. Use me for your glory. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Now Pastor Ray spoke last week to start off this. It's a short series, but it's a series. God speaks and we respond. God speaks and we respond. Today I want to touch on the topic, God saves and he sins. God saves and he sins. I just want to share with you that when you come to Christ and you are being taught the word of God, it is not just for you to sit on it, but it's for you to act on it and for you to share it. See, God brings you into the body of Christ to be a working part. To, to be moving in the body of Christ. To be active. To be motivated. To be encouraged. It's not just for you to just attach yourself and don't move. Can you imagine if my arm won't move? It is stiff. But here's the thing, because of God's grace, it moves. And because God has grace on our lives, we should move too. And because he attached us to unite us together as one, we all have to do our part in bringing forth the word of God to someone else other than just ourselves. In verse 9, to confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. It describes an outward expression of an inward trust. It's an expression of our faith in Jesus' Lordship. Meaning that we have surrendered ourselves to the inward cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. And in what is happening outside or inside of us, we profess outside of us. 
We say that Jesus is Lord because we have given our life over to him. Now, God raised Jesus from the dead, speaks of the resurrection of Christ, which we believe to be true. God raised Jesus from the dead. He died. He lived. He died. But on the third day, he resurrected. And now that we are justified by faith because of that resurrection. Therefore, faith in the resurrection is essential for our belief in Christ. As believers, we have to believe that Jesus is still alive. Now, Christ was on the cross for our sins. But the resurrection also shows that God vindicates Christ from the shame of the cross. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Though whom... We have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, only so, but we also glory in our suffering. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. So now our righteousness is having a right relationship with God that has been restored, renewed, refreshed, reborn after placing our faith in Jesus as Lord, repenting of our sins and being forgiven of our sins, we are now saved. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm praising God on the inside because I appreciate the fact that God saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, amazing grace. Well, I could sing that song. But here in verse 11, he says, everyone, meaning all who believes in him, demonstrates that this promise applies to both Jew and Gentiles are under God's judgment because of sin. And yet both are eligible for righteousness through faith in Christ Jesus. See, God doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're black or white, whether you're rich or poor. Jesus died for you as he died for me. And so with this opportunity, 
for all to hear this message, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to bring good news of the good things, emphasize the importance of spreading the gospel so that others may find their fulfillment in the gospel of Jesus Christ as well. Now, all won't accept it. Some will reject it. But the thing to be encouraged, there are people who will accept it. I guess that's my hip hop. But 2 Timothy verse 2, 4 says, it encourages that in all times, in all seasons, teach and speak the word of God. It says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Careful instructions. It's almost like when you're giving somebody directions, oh, how I miss it, but on a ride. And, and it seems like when you're getting on a ride like a roller coaster or something, there's always this little gap between the platform and the ride. But careful instructions will help you guide over that crack so you don't get your foot stuck in there. God don't want you to get your foot stuck because he needs your foot so that you can walk out his word. And so careful instructions so nobody slips or nobody gets caught up. You know, so we got to be gentle. We got to be patient. Rebuke, of course, when the time is necessary. But encourage as well. If you're going to tear something down, you got to be willing to rebuild it. And that's what Jesus did for us. He rebuilding us daily. It said, he that started a perfect work won't finish it until the day of judgment. He is still working on us. So please. Let's know that Jesus is working on us all continuously with careful instructions. Well, you never know who is willing to receive it when you speak the word of God. You never know who is around that needs to be encouraged. So always put that smile on your face and share the love of Christ with someone. If you don't, then how will they hear it? If it doesn't come out your mouth, how would they know it? If you don't share the word of God, how would they hear it? It's up to you and it's up to me to go forth with the word of God. Speak so that they can hear the word of God. You have been willing to share the gospel and the love of Christ. You have to be able to share it. Don't let it just bubble up in you. Don't let it just harvest in you. It's for you to share. It's for you to, to tell someone else. It's for you to continue to, 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 to flow. It's discipleship. It's so that you can make disciples. Just like Christ made disciples. You have to make disciples too. With the same words that Jesus used for the disciples, you can use to disciple someone else. But you have to do it in love. Tell your testimony. Tell your story how God saved you. Tell him how he healed you. Tell him how he delivered you. Tell him how he strengthened you. There is no shame in Jesus' name. There is no shame in Jesus' name. Tell him how you overcame through Christ Jesus who strengthened you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 says, But because of 
his great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It was by grace. I'm going to say that one more time. It was by grace that you have been saved. God shared his grace. It was by grace that your life was spared. It was by grace that God healed you. It was by grace that God picked you up when you was down. It was by grace that God brought you to it and through it. It was by grace that God kept you in the midst of the storm. It was by grace that when you didn't know where to go, God showed you direction. It was by grace that God stepped into your life. It was by grace. And his grace in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is my why. For Christ's sakes, I delight in weaknesses, insults, in hardship, in persecutions, and difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. God has made me strong in my weakness. He is my strength. He is the joy of my salvation. He is my everlasting peace. He's my comforter. He's my friend when I'm lonely. He's my strength when I'm weak and weary. But I'm going to tell you right now, to have God on your side. Whew, to have God on your side, you have everything. Everything you need. Paul wrote them words. Paul was a man that understood God's grace. Paul was not always Paul. He was Saul before he was Paul. And his job as Saul was to kill the Christians, to lead them to slaughter, to crucify them, to bring them to a place of their death, to discourage them from preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul, before Paul, was Saul. And Saul... Oh, had a hardened heart. He was angry. He was mean. This guy. He was. He was skillful. And and let me tell you something. He was very intelligent on how he handled his business. But there was one time he was in the midst of Stephen as he was being stoned for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Stephen, as he was being stoned, looked up into heaven and saw Jesus stand at the right hand of the Father. But Stephen said a prayer at that moment. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. That paused Jesus for the moment. Because that's the same prayer that Jesus prayed when he was on the cross. And all Stephen did was repeat 
Christ's words right back to me and said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And let me tell you something. I believe it was that prayer and that moment where Jesus looked at Saul and seen Paul. Because after that, not too long after, Paul was on his way to the next situation. After the death of Stephen, Saul was going to the road to Damascus. And he was hit by a light. I like to say he was smacked off his horse. Jesus must have gave him that for Stephen. And he was blinded. But grace. Woo. But grace that is sufficient. God gave him grace and brought him into the body of Christ. But before then, he asked him, he says, Saul, Saul, why have thou forsaken me? How many of us have forsaken Jesus in our sinful life? So should we, now that we are believers, should we forsake him in our Christian life? No. So we need to do what he's asking us to do. Speak the word. <laughs> Speak the word to somebody else. See, Paul accepted the responsibility to continue the gospel of Jesus Christ. After Jesus spared his life, after he restored his sight, after he strengthened his body, after he fed him, and after he taught him, and, 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 and Paul learned the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he learned of Jesus, and he set with the, with, with, with the disciples and he understood and he started to understand and build a relationship with God. And as hard as he went in sin, he went even harder for Christ. And that's Christ telling us, it's time for us to go hard now. It's time for us to preach the gospel. It's time for us to teach the gospel. It's time for us to get up and go and do the will of God. Paul was not shy of sharing his testimony. Paul was not shy of telling his old stories. Paul was not shy of telling what Jesus has done for him. Paul writes in 1 Timothy, he says, I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me and prosecuting. I'm going to go back. Appointing me his servant. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a prosecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst, Paul says. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his intimate patience as an example of those who would believe in him and receive 
his eternal life. Now the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honored in glory forever and ever. Paul writes, amen. And so with that, if God accepted Saul in all of his sinful ways to wash him in the blood and accept him into his family, to use him for his glory, to change his purpose and to change his destiny. I charge you this. The same charge that Jesus charged the disciples before his departure. To be seated into heaven. He said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel. To all the creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accomplish them. To those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick and they shall be well. After the Lord has spoken to them. He was taken up into heaven and set at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his words by the signs they accomplished. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You know, the thing that reminds me of good news is when the doctor's report comes and when you're sitting back and hoping that he doesn't bring bad news and he gives you a good report. You look down, first of all, and you probably look at his feet. And you don't mind seeing him walk your way. Because it's like you brought good news. It's just like somebody come and tell you something good about yourself. You don't mind them when they come forward towards you. It's like from their feet, they look good. It don't matter what they look like here. But they're bringing you good news. God is saying that when we carry the good news, people will accept the beauty of the Jesus that we know. They will accept the love of the Jesus that we know. Bring somebody the good news. Be the beautiful feet. Dance if you have to. Tiptoe if you have to. Run if you have to. Walk if you have to. Swag if you have to. But get to tell somebody about Jesus. Go and walk out his word. Live out his word. Work out your situations through his word. In Jesus name. Go. Why are y'all still standing there? 
Go, tell somebody about Jesus. Oh, wait, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that you would encourage us. Lord, you, we ask that you would strengthen us. We ask that you would keep us, Father. Keep your word hidden in our hearts that we might not sin against thee, O God. But Lord, let thy word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And let that light shine so bright that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Now go. Don't sit there. Go. And tell somebody about Jesus. On behalf of Roxborough, Wissahickon, and Watershed Church, I just want to say thank you for tuning into our service. We had the privilege of hearing Pastor Charlie give a very powerful word today, and I hope that your hearts and minds were open for what he had to say. Last week, I had the opportunity to hear Pastor Crawford give a message, uh, a message that really spoke dearly to my heart and actually opened my heart and my mind. Uh, last week, he spoke about when, when we go to a grave site, uh, we see on, on the grave uh, a year that states our birth and a year that states our death. And in between those two years, we see a dash. And that dash is where we're living right now. Uh, God gives us that stage uh, to speak his name. Uh, th this week, Pastor Charlie spoke in Romans 10, verse 13. He spoke about if we speak the name of Jesus, we will be saved. Uh, and, and not only that, we will save others around us. And so this week, I invite you to save not only yourself, but to save others by speaking the name of Jesus. Go and be blessed, church. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at roxboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.